Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, friends. Glad you are here with us for this week's episode. Today, I have Mandy Hart with us sharing about her God story on hardship. Mandy has written and published a book called Courage in the Fire, Overcoming a Fear-Driven Life Aimed at Helping You Conquer Your Fears. Well, I can't wait for you to meet her. Hi, Mandy. Thanks for coming on here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie, for having me on the show. A pleasure. I am honored to have you on here and We're going to talk about overcoming some fears, whether something that happened um, traumatically in your life and how to overcome that and transform into healing by what Jesus Christ can give us. And so I am so interested to hear more about your backstory, who you are, when this God story began for you. Thank you for the questions. Yeah, so I'm a mom of two teenagers. I live in Stellenbosch, South Africa. So I enjoy the winelands. There are lots of vineyards in my, around my house. And my husband and I have been married for about 21 years. Many years back, we uh, went to this talk and this man was sharing, actually an American, and he was sharing the story of how he read a book about game drives. And in this book, he saw lions or read about lions and giraffes and zebras and the adventures this this writer had gone on and he had said, oh, he wants to live adventures. And at that moment, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, yes, we want to say yes to the adventure. But we didn't Mm. know what we were saying yes to because when you say (laughs) yes to an adventure, that means you're going to go through obstacles and challenges because by definition, an adventure means you've overcome something. It's not smooth sailing. The seas are rough. The terrain is uncertain. But Mm -hmm. we said yes in that moment. A little while later, we gave up our jobs and we came to lead a global missions organization where we trained and sent church planters across the world to refugee environments, difficult to reach places. And we saw a lot of uncertainty at that time. This happened in about 2013, 2014, when we gave up our jobs to come lead this missions organization. And during that time, we were saying yes to the Lord, yes to wanting to raise our children well, yes to adventures. But then in 2015, my husband was in Zimbabwe on a missions trip. I was at home with my daughter and my son, and four men came in. They Mm. dragged my dogs. They shone torches in my eyes. They had big knives and screwdrivers and tied me up. My husband and I love sport, and we do a lot of running and cycling races. And they actually tied me up with the ribbons, with the medals from some of those races. So... In the middle oh, of a winter's no night. Yeah, I still remember. I mean, I can laugh oh. now because God has healed my heart. But I still remember those medals clanking on that June. It a, was mm-hmm. a winter's evening for us. I lay on top of my daughter. Her name is Emily. And all I, that ran through my head was, how do I protect my children? We hear these horror stories of home invasions and bad things happening to the women and the children. And all I could think of was, how do I protect Emily? How do I protect Matt? My son was 13, 14 at the time. He was sleeping in his own room. And to this day, I still believe God kept Matt asleep because those men came in armed and ready to fight. And I think they expected a man in the bed next to me, not a young girl. They ransacked 
our home. They just took everything, um, a lot of all my jewelry. They just kind of went shopping and they didn't touch us. But the Lord showed me a while later how Jesus stood around my bed protecting us. But the challenge came is as they ran out, the man looked at me and said, you'd better be careful. We'll be back. And I looked at them in the dark and I shouted, God bless you. And then I got a fright because I thought, are they going to get angry with me? You know, these men have just ransacked our home. I was lying on top of Emily trying to protect her and not letting her engage with them at all. And then they just ran out and locked me in. To this day, I don't know how I got the ropes off my wrists, but I pulled Emily to me and almost immediately we prayed a prayer of forgiveness. And we said, God, we forgive these men for what they've done. I pray you hunt them down with your love. I pray they do come to justice. But I know and I trust you that you will take care of us and we forgive them. Oh, my gosh, Mandy, that is like some mature faith right there. (laughs) And to say, God bless you as they're leaving, them say, watch your back. And then to go into immediate prayer. Wow, that is some mature walking with the Lord. Well, you know, you say that now, but it was instinctive. And what I realized, hindsight, is the things we put into our lives during good times, the amount of word, the scripture, the growth, the things, the rhythms and habits we have during good times, that comes out when we squeezed under pressure. You know, if you take a sponge and you fill it with milk, when you squeezed, milk will come out. Mm -hmm. And so I was really challenged over the years to invest and put the word of God into my heart, never thinking that that is what would happen. But a psychologist told me a little while Mm -hmm. later that that kickstarted the healing in my life because forgiveness leads to healing. It leads to restoration. However, Jamie, I never realized that fear lives in your mind and in your emotions. And so it started to have a field day with the trauma that I went through because what we were doing in terms of leading the missions organization was we were traveling and my husband needed to travel, I needed to travel, and I just started to really struggle with fear. It was something that I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. Mandy, you're a strong woman, you're a leader, you can just get over this, come on. But I just couldn't. And it took me a couple of years of intentional working through it, prayer, counseling, processing this fear, and the Lord healing me also from fear of rejection from my past, I think all of us battle with fears in different ways. And the thing that I learned was that fear looks the same all over the world. It just shows up differently in different cultures. So I went to Jordan in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. I ran parenting workshops with the Syrian moms and listening to their stories of the war and the heartache that they went through and the fears that they battled with through to working in a township in South Africa, into Mozambique, into Scotland, in different countries, I realized it just shows up different in different cultures. For example, in the US, I've seen that it often shows up in fear of failure and comes out in perfectionism Mm -hmm. and wanting to have it all together and yet differently Mm -hmm. in different cultures. And so I set on a journey of intentionally seeking healing and started ministering to men and women in the area of fear and overcoming fear. But I think it comes back to me, my husband and I saying, we want to go on an adventure. And I realized that an adventure is definitely full of uncertainty, but that the promise that we have is that the Lord is with us through our hardships Through the times that we're facing at the moment, God is with us. Just Mm -hmm. before we chatted, I mentioned briefly, we had some fires uh, along the mountainside near where I used to live in South Africa. And uh, for weeks on end, the mountains were ablaze. We couldn't take our kids to school. Everyone stopped working for a week or so, and we all would beat this fire. 
And every time after that, I would drive over the mountain to take my kids to school. The mountain looked bare. Even the sand was burnt. The flowers were burnt. There was nothing left. One day, a horticulturalist was on the radio, and she said that in a few years' time, this mountainside will be more beautiful than had we not had the fire. Because in South Africa, we have some proteas that need fire for the seeds to germinate. They don't germinate with rain um, as time goes on or seasons. They only germinate during fire. And so the fire regenerated Mm -hmm. the land and caused certain proteas to start to grow. In that moment, the Holy Spirit said to me, Mandy, if you allow me to heal your heart, your life will be more beautiful than had you not gone through that fire. Wow. But you need to intentionally work through to get to the healing so that your life can grow and become more beautiful. And I feel like that's a promise, Jamie, that God has given me for my life. But also I have faith for other people's lives that as I speak that over them, something will stir inside of their hearts. And they're saying, yes, I believe that for me too. Yeah, and it's so true because it's kind of a place of surrender. And when we come to that place, just to leave it all at his feet, surrender, open our heart, be open to God's healing, then we could start to get that light into that darkness, right? And we know once we get a little bit of light, God can just do uh, a miraculous work. Wow. And so do you feel it was like PTSD? How did you overcome the fear? I know God's word can, you know, renew our mind and we can bring in healing that way. But did you have to go through some kind of um, process with a psychologist? I mean, did they call it PTSD? Yeah, I, I saw a counselor. I saw a, like a trauma counselor immediately and my, I took my kids to them. I really believe a good counselor is worth their weight in gold. A Christian counselor, she walked me through a lot of stuff and Yes, I did have some PTSD. So she walked me through intentional practices to heal and to restore. I discovered as well that because Mm -hmm. we body, soul, and spirit, when we go through things, a lot of people try to change things from the outside in. But God actually wants to heal us and change us from the inside out. But we are body, soul, and spirit. So Mm -hmm. I tackled my healing process in three ways. First off, and in no specific order, I'm just starting off with bodies just because you know, that's what I'm starting at. Sure. So physically, I went for blood tests. I checked out what was going on in my body because when we have too much stress in our lives and we're so tense, we have too much adrenaline and too much adrenaline leads to reducing your, your immune system. It gets compromised. Uh, for me, being a runner, I just struggled. My legs felt so heavy and I just realized I had too much adrenaline in my body that I couldn't come down. So physically, I treated it with some vitamins and some rest and eventually started exercising properly again. I learned how to sleep well because I learned about resilience. Men and women of faith, how resilient they were. And God gives us these tools these days. So to develop resilience, uh, one of those keys is to sleep well. And I, I practiced sleeping by, you know, learning how to sleep well by being aware of what I didn't allow through my mind. <laughs> Just before going to bed, I put a digital boundary in place. I made sure I exercised. And mm-hmm. then I t- dealt with it emotionally and mentally. I learned to think differently. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is a liar, full Mm -hmm. stop. Its intention is to paralyze you, to isolate you, to restrict you from fulfilling God's call and plan for your life, to stop you from getting healing. So when you recognize that, then you say, okay, well, if God hasn't given me fear, a spirit of fear, he's given me power. That means he's empowering me to overcome. I have strength in him. 
He's given me love. Love and fear cannot coexist in the same space in our minds. And so when we know we're loved, first of all, by the Lord and by those around us who love us, it gives us courage to, to take these things and heal and get healing and seek healing and to overcome. And then the, mm-hmm. the crux came for me, Jamie, in the second part. He's given us a spirit of self-control, self-discipline, a sound mind, depending on the version you're reading. But the Greek word there is sophros nismo. And now I'm not a Greek scholar of any sort. So, But what I discovered, the meaning of that word is full, clear thinking, a sound mind. The ability to think through from one end to the other, being able to make wise decisions. Now think of that in the light of fear. If fear paralyzes your ability to think clearly and to hinder healing and to stop forgiveness and restoration, then if God has given you sophrosnosmo, the ability to think full clear thoughts, then you can think the way he wants you to think through renewing your mind. And so track with me. So he renews my mind. He teaches me to think differently. That then affects my thoughts, Mm -hmm. my words, my actions, it infiltrates my body. My faith level gets risen. You know, I start to deal with things spiritually. I tackle through spiritual warfare, through scripture abiding, bringing things into the light. And I receive his love for me as a daughter Mm -hmm. of Christ. I can conquer fear, not in my own strength, but in the power that he gives me. Beautiful. That was so right on going through the armor of God. And and we're talking about the breastplate of righteousness and how that guards our heart because we don't remind ourselves to place that and guard our heart, then our heart's exposed. And what does the enemy do to our heart? Well, the heart is like the center of your soul, which controls your will, your emotions. So if he can get to your heart, then he can definitely get to your thoughts and your emotions and downward spiral of just destruction definitely in my book uh, courage in the fire i actually have a whole chapter called no longer a slave to fear and in it i speak about the offensive Mm. and defensive weapons that we have at our disposal and how conquering fear is also a spiritual battle but it comes out of the intimacy in our walk with the lord it's not out of our doing but it's out of our being and so i agree fully with you you know we need to be aware of the warfare plan that God has in store for us as we choose to conquer fear and walk out of it. I believe that fear is a tactic that the enemy is going to use and wield in increasing measure as time goes on. We see it in Genesis 3 where Adam and Eve hid in the garden. And it doesn't say they hid because they were ashamed. It says they, Adam says, I hid because I was afraid. And so being around, if we look at Gideon, even Joshua, where God said to be strong and courageous, we look through all the men and women, they all had to battle fear in some form. It's something every one of us will have to face, whether it's in the time of COVID-19 of, you know, fear of contamination, it could be fear of rejection, fear of failure. If you're starting a new business or project, it could be, you know, even fear of death or fear of illness. There's so many. And so you have to battle it. But God can show you how to overcome it and not let the enemy get victory in your life or in any of your relationships. So true. Well, I know with my own fears, your knee-jerk reaction is to run away and not face it. But really, we need to face our fears. I wouldn't have overcome the fear by just avoiding it or going the other way or not facing it. And I really feel like you got to penetrate right through that fear and know that that power of the Holy Spirit that's living inside you is more powerful than the fear. Definitely. I mean, if we look in the King James Version, for example, fear not is mentioned 302 times in 129 verses. 
Do Not Be Afraid is mentioned 268 times in its only 58 verses. And Do Not Fear is mentioned 252 times in 69 verses. So we see throughout the word, God is very much aware that as humans, we are prone to be afraid. But I believe he calls us to live a life of courage. If we look at Psalm 27, it says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And you mentioned earlier surrender. I think in learning to conquer fears, we have to embrace courage. And with that comes that surrender to the Lord. Because courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. It's strength in the face of pain or grief. And so I feel like the Lord is kind of wanting to inject courage into us as humanity in this time. And he's saying, I want to give you the ability to overcome, to do something that might frighten you. I can give you the strength and the courage. And you mentioned earlier about the breastplate of righteousness and your heart. Because your heart is the seat of, of your emotions and your affection, you have to guard it because courage can grow in your heart or fearfulness can grow. And we have that choice to make whether we will believe God's word over our lives and let him be our stronghold and our safety. And I don't say that flippantly. I've had to really battle it. There were times where I've seen fear knocking at my door, wanting to overtake me. And I've had to say, God, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. I trust in you. I acknowledge my fears. I know what I'm dealing with, but I choose to exchange my fear for faith and my mourning for joy and my hopelessness for a promise from God. And that promise that he gave me, you know, with that mountain saying your life can be more beautiful. I clung to that. And I clung to so many different verses that I, when I was feeling fearful, I would meditate on them and I would read them and I would say, God, show me, let me walk in your light. Let me see your perspective. Give me your view on this. And it's amazing how faithful he is that he actually does that. So good. So when did you start writing your book, Courage in the Fire? Yeah, I started writing it about two years ago, um, kind of just processing some of my own thoughts. I never thought it would actually emerge into a full book because Prior to that, through a South African publisher, I published a parenting book. So writing, you know, I had my website. I was just writing. I started ministering on fear across many countries. And what I discovered was a pattern as well, was that when I prayed for people and when they were delivered, they often spoke about being able to breathe again. Like they could just go, <gasps> you know, they could yeah. breathe and that healing. And so that gave me courage to keep writing because I had a lot of people saying to me, Mandy, we want to hear what you have to say. Keep writing. So I wrote it about two years ago. And I also was very mindful that um, untransformed pain can become transmitted pain, you know, hurt people, hurt people. But I started thinking about that and I thought, well, what about a heart that is healed and when love is transformed and, you know, would we then transmit love? How could I allow God to heal me and restore my heart with his love so that I could love others with the love that he gave me? Right. This book just kind of started to emerge and... I wasn't going to publish it actually. And then I just really received so much encouragement saying, God, we need this and you need to share this. So it was a step of faith. I was going to release it last year and I just felt like the Lord said, no, just wait. And I ended up releasing it now during March, uh, which is a very interesting time <laughs> to release a book on fear and overcoming fear. Yeah, so Courage in the Fire, Overcoming a Fear-Driven Life, for me, it feels like it's more of a ministry book. It's a book that will help people receive healing, walk into freedom and living the full life that God has intended for them to live. Well, for sure. I think fear is big, like you're saying, how many times it's mentioned in the Bible, because it's definitely something we face in this world. And especially 
during these times of having this pandemic and everything that went alongside with this pandemic, there's a lot of fear going on in this world. So I think it was God's divine timing for that, having your book released. Yeah, I agree. Would you like to just share the brief takeaway for the listeners and where they can find you and your book? So if you've listened to my story, if you can gain any encouragement from this, is that the Lord doesn't want you to live held captive by fear. He wants you to break open the doors, the shutters, and walk into the freedom, and he's able to do that. So my encouragement to you would be whatever you facing, whatever fear you're facing, whatever challenge or obstacle you're facing, bring it before the Lord. Walk with someone who loves you, and I know that he can bring you into a face of complete freedom. You can conquer your fears. You can live a full life in him. And I know that if I can overcome fear, then you can as well. Mm-hmm. My book, Courage in the Fire, is available on Amazon. So you can search for it on Amazon, you know, all those platforms, hard copy on Kindle. It's also available on my website, mandihart.net. But if you're in South Africa, you can order the hard copies. But if you're in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world, you'll have to go through Amazon. Yeah. But I have plenty of free resources. I created this free resource called Washed with the Word to Conquer Fear. And it's just a whole bunch of passages of scripture that you don't have to go search for them. They're right there. You can download for free on my website. So head on over there and see what will encourage you. It's mandyheart.net. So awesome. And on her website, listeners, her blog is so beautiful and it's practical. You write really well and it's just so practical how things that we are going through currently and different steps to overcome. Well, thank you, Mandy, for coming on here. And thank you listeners for joining us. Stay tuned for next week's podcast episode on She Speaks Life. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.